This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? Always a pleasure to be on. It has been a very dramatic week, hasn't it, with uh, so many central banks making announcements of rate rises or forthcoming. Let's start, of course, with the Federal Reserve making the uh, biggest hike since 1994, of course, an additional 75 basis points. What's more interesting is what Fed Chair Jerome Powell said beyond that announcement of the actual numbers. It was quite the market moving event. I, I think we, we have to you know take a look at some of the the stock market selling we've seen abroad and domestically. It was just uh, the 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 amount of um, just just panic selling and and uh, um, I, it was fascinating. I mean, you you saw so much volatility in the bond market, and and I think what what's really uh, um, you know driving a lot of this is, you know, we're we're seeing inflation um, remain relentless. Central banks are shifting their stance; they're becoming more aggressive with tightening, and we're already starting to see a deterioration in the economic data. So all these recession fears um, seem like uh, they they could be coming true um, a lot sooner than you know people were anticipating just a couple weeks ago. Um, and and Fed Chair Powell, what what he did was, uh, you know, he there, there was some nervousness. Some, there were a lot of traders that were thinking they were only going to raise by half a half a point. They did, you know, come through with 75 basis points of a uh, rate increase, you know, which was the, the biggest hike since 1994. And and what's important to acknowledge is that, you know, no one was talking about that. It was all because of that latest inflation report on Friday, and that that shows you that the market can actually force the Fed into moving into much more aggressive stances of tightening. That signal was kind of welcome news. Um, and I think, you know, Fed Chair Powell said that they could hike by 50 or 75 basis points. And immediately after that, you know, the the spin for about maybe 12 hours was, hey, maybe it's not that much more tightening that we're really going to see. Maybe the market has, you know, come close to fully pricing in Fed tightness. Um, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> then, then we saw the bond market sell off resume. You saw um, uh, much more pressure on, on, on yields, and 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 this is this is going to be a difficult uh, economy to navigate because you're you're still seeing you know the labor market remains strong, but sentiment is falling faster um, than ever. And and right now everyone is prepared to see weaker consumer spending data uh, over you know the next few months. Um, is it falling apart fast enough to make the Fed want to possibly be a little bit less aggressive, maybe only deliver a, a half point rate increase? Um, I, I think that's not the case. Um, so so you're, you have a market that is, is, is really going to remain fixated over inflation. And, and right now the Fed is, is showing they are um, becoming more aggressive with tightening. And, and you're also seeing that abroad. So I think... Uh, you know the, the the market is is now you know focused on where 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 will the peak of rates be and and you know when you take a look at the Fed's forecasts um, 
you know, they're they're predicting rate rises and then uh, rate cuts, uh, uh, you know, in 2024. So uh, it, it it seems pretty obvious that uh, you know these economic projections are 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 showing that uh, there will be broad you know weakness in in the economy, um, partly due to tightening. And uh, I think, you know, inflation is, is, is really going to, you know, eat away at household incomes and, and uh, those balance sheets are not looking as strong as they were just a month ago. So um, it is a lot to process. You've seen a lot of traders kind of abandon some of their favorite trades, energy being down sharply the last couple of days. Um, so there's there's a little bit of a unwind of as, as far as you know how people are positioned and, and i think you're going to probably see a lot of traders become a little bit more defensive here but um, i think um you know we're, we're finishing the week with the s p 500 falling into bear market territory the the nasdaq you know it's lost almost a third of its value <laughs> uh and uh the dow is is, is getting closer to, to to bear market so it's it's been risk off it's been um you know not the day not the week you want to be looking at your 401ks, but um, you know some people are trying to uh, position themselves for a slower economic growth environment, and uh, that's that's probably leading to a little bit of a more of a move to utilities, healthcare, and consumer staples. And it's a very unusual set of circumstances we have. I cannot remember a time like this where you've got. Uh, so many different factors, sometimes in opposite directions when you think about uh, the uh, problems with supply, labour, energy problems. We've got a war in uh, Europe and we've got rocketing inflation, but uh, stagflation uh, as a big prospect. And it's making that important balance completely right. That is what central banks are toying with at the moment, not 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 knowing really which way to turn. Uh, some more cautious than others, as we've seen uh, this week. You know, we've got the US with its uh, 75 basis points. The Bank of England much more cautious. ECB have made announcements as well. They're finally uh, increasing uh, interest rates, and um, I'm I'm a bit flummoxed as to which one I'm going to go for. Which one I actually believe is uh, is the correct call. When I do my, you know, weekend reading, you know, the most important European Central Bank decision, you know what, I would even go to say the most important, probably surprise factor would be the the SNB, the Swiss National Bank. That to me was the the one that really uh, surprised markets. I think there was maybe one analyst that thought that the the SNB could act. and deliver a rate hike. This was, uh, you know, their first rate hike in 15 years um, for a central bank that um, has not been <laughs> uh, giving any hawkish hints. Uh, this really uh, kind of surprised markets and delivered, um, you know, some major moves uh, where you, you, you saw um, a rapid appreciation for the franc. Um, you know, it, it rallied to a 40-year high against the yen. Um, and, and, you know, some, some of these currency moves were like reminded people to when they uh, removed that cap uh, many years ago. So I, I think right now the market is seeing that you, you even have the, the SNB. They're concerned about inflation and they know it's going to be above their target. They're being aggressive. They're being proactive. When you look at their forecasts, I mean, they still got a good outlook. So I think you're probably going to see that a lot of traders here are anticipating that this is one of the trades that's you know 
m most people don't pay attention to, to Euro Swissy, but uh, that 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 one you know had a you know quite the move, um, one of the more biggest drops for the euro. Uh, since we had the uh, the outcome of the Brexit referendum in, in 2016, so this is this is a, a move that really shocked markets, and uh, you're you're probably going to see that uh, you know the the expectation is that you know the S and B is getting things right. They're 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 tightening tightening policy aggressively, and, and inflation. Um, when you take a look at their forecasts, uh, you know it's it's not as bad as it is for a lot of their major trading partners. <clears throat> so I think that um, a lot of people, um, you know, are, are, you know, focused on, okay, well, you know, how much more strength can we have? Um, and, and, and right now I think, you know, for, you know, Euro Swissy, a lot of people are making the call for parity. You're, you're, you're probably going to see that, um, you know, the, there's a growing, I think, sentiment that you're 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 going to see more hikes, FX reserve reductions. So that's really um, going to uh, put the Swiss franc on, on people's radars because it's providing, uh, you know, the, the the biggest the biggest move uh, this week in currencies. And uh, I think that uh, whenever you have a, a central bank really deliver a a stunner, um, you know, you you could have some good follow through on those moves. So, um, you know, Frank. The Swiss franc, you know, strengthening um, again today against against the euro, and and, and I think that uh, that's kind of uh, you know exciting a lot of FX traders this week. And meanwhile, Ed, the yen has fallen sharply after Japan's central bank kept its uh, ultra low interest rates on hold, bucking the trend really uh, for the uh, other policymakers around the world. And it says also it's going to continue its program of buying huge amounts of government bonds. Yeah, I think the BOJ defied the the trend we're seeing across the world of of tightening monetary policy. I had my eye on the BOJ meeting last night. I also had uh, my TV uh, set to the uh, NBA Finals, and congratulations to the Golden State Warriors uh, for a, a fine performance. Um, and and uh, you're you're going to see that you know the the BOJ they just uh, um, you know. I think this was the, the the moment where they could have tightened, uh, they could have uh, or signaled a much more uh, hawkish stance, and and, and they didn't. Um, and, and I think you're going to see that. Uh, you know what was important to take note of is that they said they're paying attention to the FX markets. Um, they're concerned about the yen slump to a multi-decade low, um, especially against the dollar. And, and uh, I think that. Um, Rapid moves are undesirable. Suggests uh, wait. <laughs> so, so just wait, wait and see. So, I think you know we've seen the BOJ uh, intervene in markets before, and a lot of times that would be um, faded. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think you know the the volatility in the yen is not going to ease, um, and I think that uh, you're going to see the governor, you know, really highlighting that, you know. Inflation is, uh, you know, being driven by, you know, you know, the war in Ukraine and all these uh, commodity prices that um, just don't seem to want to let up. So, so I think you're 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 going to see that. Um, I think there's uh, this expectation that, uh, you know, that they're going to have to step in. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you know, I think you know, calls for further dollar strength against the yen. Um, you know, I think right now today we're kind of consolidating. Um, um, when I say 
today, I mean, you know, over the last, you know, this this morning, because um, overnight you still had the follow through move higher um, for dollar strength here. Um, but I think 140 for dollar yen is, is kind of the key level that a lot of traders are going to be looking looking at. So right now we're, you know, we're right around 134.60. Um, and and uh, I think this is this is uh, going to be a, a, a test for the BOJ, and we'll we'll see exactly um, you know how successful they are if they do step into FX markets. So uh, quite quite the week, uh, and you know who would have thought? I mean you know an uh, an emergency ECB meeting. I you know normally. You know, you, you hear that, you think that would have been the, the thing we would have let off with. But uh, and then, you know, not to mention, you know, the BOE considering continuing those rate hikes. So uh, a very, very busy week. And I'm sure every FX trader will be happy when, when that market closes. <laughs> and one has to feel some sympathy for the, uh, the Japanese and the Japanese economy because they really are recovering very slowly from the pandemic. And they've been affected more than most. The currency depreciation is a serious uh, story. I mean, you, I, I think that a, a lot of a lot of traders, you know, when you when you consider um, where we were during the pandemic, you know, dollar yen was, you know, around one ten. You know, it's at it's at one thirty four. Um, and and I, I think that there there's just uh, unfortunately um, there's a, a lot of drivers that are really going to keep inflation a big problem there and and uh so so it, it's going to be a tough path forward for i think the japanese economy and and right now you're you're probably going to see that um you know they're you know they, they've been starting to see um you know more weakness and i think it's i i think for, you know for a lot of people that you know the you know the the you know yeah, the resurgent COVID infections has been a problem, um, and uh, you know you've seen really a, um, a collapse in business spending. So, um, you know this this is this is going to be um, a very difficult environment as they they they're you know a lot of companies are struggling with those supply chain disruptions. So, I think that uh, uh, you know economic you know momentum over you know this this quarter um, is is going to be non-existent. So um, it's definitely. Um, I think going to be um, a very difficult environment here um, for that economy, and uh, I, I think uh, you're you're going to see, uh, you know, they they've been you know greatly impacted by you know China's uh, COVID resurgence, and uh, I think hopefully uh, we'll see that ease um, more so in the fall, and and uh, I think that there will be you know moments to be a little bit more optimistic later in the year, but right now this is definitely a tough period. Certainly a tough period for anybody uh, who's bought cryptocurrency over the last uh, few months, uh, Ed, because I mean, last week we were discussing uh, Bitcoin falling to around $25,000 mark, and it has gone even lower this week. What's happening? Yeah, I, I, I will say it was quite the week, uh, and the, the, the amount of crypto questions that, that came piling into my inbox and, and, and phone um, it was um, unprecedented. Um, right, right now, this is a major uh, do-or-die moment for crypto. Um, you, you're, you're, you, you've seen a lot of pessimism grow in the space. You've seen, um, you know, some major, you know, crypto stories that um, rattled markets. Celsius having trouble with. Um, uh, 
fulfilling withdrawal requests from clients. Um, people are, you know, they saw that, you know, market contagion actually impact uh, Binance for, you know, a short period of time. Um, you know, the, the, the regulatory hurdles that all stable coins are going to have to go through now uh, and, and lending firms, it, it is going to be severe. Um, and, and I think that is uh, stunting some of the growth calls. Um, and it's really weighing on certain parts of the cryptoverse, which will really make, um, you know, the eventual, uh, you know, you know, bullish flows that eventually will come through, um, not see, I think, that immediate snapback that we've seen over, you know, a handful of crypto crashes that have kind of looked like what we're seeing right now. You know, crypto, you know, over the last, you know, several years, we've seen, um, I think, um, a couple 50% crashes. I think there's been a, 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 almost a few at 80%. Um, so the, this this type of volatility is is expected. I think no one was anticipating that type of, you know, selling pressure to take us, you know, very close to 20,000. And 20,000 was such an important number um, during um, Bitcoin's, you know, first major run up. It was it was the most, you know, critical resistance level Bitcoin ever had. And um, it, it really proved to be uh, difficult to break. And now it looks like, you know, we're, <laughs> we're one major bond market sell-off move from seeing that 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 level get taken out. So this is this is a very critical level for 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 Bitcoin. Um, the market cap, you know, fell below a trillion dollars, closer to nine hundred uh, billion. And uh, you know the the pessimism is is very um, elevated um, now. You know the you know the the most avid. Uh, you know, crypto cheerleaders, they, they, the, the ones that have been, you know, you know, you know, supporting the calls for 100,000 or higher for Bitcoin, they, they've kind of uh, been a lot quieter. And uh, I think there, 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 there's uh, still that commitment to long-term growth and expectations that this space will expand and um, will grow as more real-world applications uh, embrace blockchain. But for now, um, now this is a very dark time for crypto, but I, I think that, you know, the there, there is, there's been so much of a financial commitment um, and the potential real-world applications um, and I think I think uh, making businesses more efficient using blockchain um, is 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 likely to be the one of the key drivers for for longer term growth here. Um, but that story will take some time, and I think that any you know clarity as far as where the regulation is going to go, th those questions are not really going to be answered. You know, this year it's going to take a while. So uh, this is going to. I think for 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 crypto, you you really need to see the market price in peak tightening by the Fed and and uh, the other major central banks. Uh, you really need to see um, investors um, start to become more optimistic that you know the the route on Wall Street is over um, before 
um, crypto will have a, a good chance here of stabilizing because um, you know some the, the correlation right now between crypto and equities is is it's uh, it's it's very strong, and because the macro story you know has taken a, tur- a little bit of a turn for the worse, um, it will be hard for Bitcoin and, and um, the other top coins to to really rally um, on their own fundamentals um, right now, and and that's 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 proving a difficult environment. But I think um, there is still um, expectations. Uh, this uh, this is just uh, one of those dark periods of time, but um, there's still, um, I think, long-term um, upside here. And, uh, but, you know, this is still a, a very dangerous level because you could see the violent technical selling resume if uh, 20,000 is, is breached. And if, um, you know, the HF, the high frequency trading systems and algos uh, really want to take that for a ride. Let's look ahead now to next week. Surely it can't be as dramatic as the one we've just had. Uh, Here in the UK, uh, a lot of business is going to be rather crippled by uh, an enormous rail strike, which is planned for most of next week. So the city of London, I think, is going to be a lot quieter, a bit like it was during COVID when, uh, of course, uh, we didn't know last time there were lots of rail strikes quite how to use remote working. So maybe we won't be affected by quite uh, to the same extent. But tell us what you're looking out for the rest of uh, the next seven days. I, I think you're you're going to see um, there, there's going to be um, a fixation over other um, Fed members, what their take is on the economy and um, you know ex- the how the policy decision meeting went, and uh, what we'll hear from Fed's Waller over the weekend. Uh, he's going to talk about monetary policy. Um, Sunday um, is 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 um, going to have the second round of the France. Uh, parliamentary uh, elections. Uh, you're also going to have a Colombian presidential election runoff uh, for people that focus on LATAM. That's uh, that's a very um, important election. Um, you know, Monday is uh, it's. I think you know the, the focus is uh, is going to be solely on um, Europe you're, because uh, U.S. markets are closed for the Juneteenth holiday. Um, you'll you'll see uh, EU foreign affairs ministers talk about Ukraine and. Um, other key issues. Um, Tuesday um, is is going to be um, um, somewhat of a you know um, light day. You you have existing home sales for the U.S. retail sales in Canada, um, and we we will get the RBA minutes uh, that evening or Tuesday morning for <laughs> for Australia. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, you know Wednesday is when things get interesting again. You'll you'll see uh, Fed Chair Powell deliver his semiannual testimony before the Senate panel. It's the first of two days. Um, also, big data for a uh, big inflation day. You have UK, Canada, and South African CPI readings. Um, you know, right now this the, the most important economic indicator is inflation. The hotter it is, the the more aggressive these rate hike calls are, are becoming. Uh, Thursday is is uh, you know day two for Powell, but you know you also get the Fed. They're going to release their bank stress test results. Um, that is is going to be closely watched. Uh, you get the flash PMI readings um, for Europe. Um, always a favorite indicator <clears throat> for me. And then um, it's a big rate decision day for Mexico, Norway, and Turkey. Mexico and Norway expected to raise rates. Uh, Turkey, um, you know, they already have a a high um, interest rate at 14%. They're expected to keep that rate steady. Um, And 
I think uh, Friday is is going to be a little bit calm. You get the the German EFO uh, business climate survey, um, consumer sentiment. Um, I think the uh, market is uh, already they know what to expect from that one. Um, U.S. new home sales as well. We're seeing weakness in the housing market. Uh, people will look to see if that continues to be the new trend. Um, and then also we will hear from the BOJ governor. Um, at a, a conference so that is all that's going to be you know very important because everyone's waiting for what will be the next major course of action by the boj so a busy week will it be as busy as this week probably not but nonetheless um you you have markets at some critical levels so it'll it'll i think the volatility will um, remain elevated, and uh, I think uh, today is quadruple witching, so you also sometimes see some big follow-throughs on that, that first full trading day afterward. Okay, Ed, thanks very much for joining us. Have a great weekend. You deserve it, um, especially it's been so busy this week, and we're promising more next week, so go and have a good lie down. Uh, thank you. Have a great weekend, too. This is the Oanda Podcast.